Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! And you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live! It's time for your Talk Time Live exclusive. You are now about to witness the strength of geek knowledge. Folks, we are here at the Fan Expo Philadelphia press party right now, and I couldn't find a better person to be with right now. Then actually, believe it or not, he doesn't know this. One of my heroes. <laughs> you, need, you need to set your hero bar up a little oh, bit. Oh, there, but you're in the bar. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm here with Brian O'Halloran. the bar. Well, we got it. We got it. But I'm here with Brian O'Halloran. You know him as Dante Hicks from Clerks. Uh, one of my literally all-time favorite movies. And I'll tell you why. This comes full circle for me. Um, let's get started with the questions before I even make sense of what I'm talking about here. When it comes to this movie, 1994... God. <laughs> Do you ever take time to look back at your career and realize the contributions in 1984 that you and other casts have made for a whole new generation? I don't. I don't look back to to look what the the you know the contributions have been. I have plenty of people like yourself, other filmmakers who are up and coming, who are like, "Yo, that movie you guys put together was just so simplistically brilliant." to do I mean technically we're no you know we're no Lucasfilm uh, uh, but the heart of the film the um, the characters that were developed the, the performances that were given you know we filmed it in 93 in April of 93 and then it came out in October of 94 um, so looking back on it that way it's like amazing that uh, it holds up this far uh, you know try to explain to certain people now like well back in the day you actually had to go out to get movies it didn't stream there was no internet there was no cell phones there was no none of that kind of thing that was it that was it (laughs) tape trading or you were finding the guys on the subway who had some sort of copy some sort of cheap bootleg vhs copy of with the camera shaking and all um but uh, it, it's fun to see that it's gone this long. It's, it's nice to see that we were able to make a sequel in 2005. And now uh, we just, this past summer, uh, filmed the third Clark. So it's good to see that people hopefully still have a taste for it. Absolutely. Now, what is your reaction when you hear people say how much of an influence that Clerks has been in their lives? You know, I get it. I understand. I mean, I, I'd say the same thing to people like Mark Hamill and George Lucas and and uh, Spielberg and stuff and and to say the same thing how their films you know made an impact on my life uh, you know Conan the Barbarian uh, Star Trek Star Wars you know Mad Max films like all of those type of really uber science fiction fantasy uh, action kind of 
stuff really influenced how me and my friends talk to one another, how, how we just throw one-liners out, and also just shapes the comparisons of what other films have to compare to. Uh, so, you know, the fact that people use our film as a point that it, it change, either changed their lives or changed their perspective on certain things, either in life or about film or about uh, being who they are at that age. Like when we made the first Clerks, we were in our early 20s. The next Clerks, we were in our early 30s. This Now this new one is we're in our early 50s. So, you know, it's kind of like the, the Walter Matthau, Jack Lemon, grumpier old men kind of frame. Eventually we'll get grumpier old Clerks, I'm sure, at some point. So, what were your thoughts when you uh, when you were approached with the role of Dante? Oh, I wasn't approached. I auditioned, and uh, yeah, and so when I auditioned, I auditioned just because uh, I'd never done a film. They were holding auditions out of a community theater that I had worked out of, the First Avenue Playhouse in Atlantic Highlands, New Jersey, which still operates today. Um, so I went down to audition to see. I didn't even know what I was auditioning for. I, I mean, it could have been porn for all I knew. <laughs> Uh, some of my people might say it is, um, or at least, at least, uh, you know, liter literally, uh, right, right. um, but when I was approached to come back for callbacks after auditioning, uh, and then still not knowing what the film really was about, um, cause I missed the first night of auditions. I only went the second night, uh, knowing that these two guys were these two clerks. I read the, you know, the, um, contractor scene on the death star with Ke opposite Kevin, right. He read the Randall part. I read the Dante part. And he's like, what do you think? I'm like, oh, it's pretty funny. Like, the other guy's really funny. And uh, this is pretty funny. He's like, do you want to do it? I'm like, sure. And then not knowing what the film was about, I was like, so who are they in the film? Because when I auditioned, I had asked how many principals were they? And at that second night, I was told there are six, but they're pretty much all cast. We're casting all day players tonight. I was like, oh, okay. So when he told me that, oh, the film is called Clerks. It's about these two clerks a convenience store clerk and a video store clerk mm -hmm. and these are the two i was like oh i thought they were they were cast he goes yeah don't, don't worry about that and next thing i know he was asking me to, to 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 read the whole script and give me an answer uh the next day which i did i was like absolutely let me do this and it's the funny thing about that is that like i feel like that you guys struck gold in a way that a lot of actors that I've come across have not been able to do it in such an early span of their career. And I just found that to be amazing, the way that this just grew exponentially. It's, um, you know, it was very fortunate that Kevin is a very prolific writer that he was able to uh, put out pretty much two or three films pretty quickly after the follow-up of Clerks. Uh, Clerks just hit a nerve with a lot of people. You know, it, it did really well at the Sundance Film Festival in 94. Uh, it was picked up by Miramax. They then put in a million dollars worth of sound mix and advertising and all this other stuff and uh, and, and putting in a soundtrack. And, uh, and then we released and then when we got out there and it did like three million dollars and we were like for a movie that only cost twenty eight thousand dollars that miramax paid i think two hundred and fifty thousand to buy you know it, it paid for them handsomely like the percentage wise we're like in the top 20 films of you know return on investment kind of things yeah but as far as um being able to continue to put out stuff like we did, I mean, that's all to Kevin. Kevin really did a great job with Mallrats, and that Mallrats is not everybody's cup of tea, but I think it's kind of a cute film. 
following that up with uh, the award-winning film Chasing Amy, and then the controversial Dogma. I mean, that really set the table of what the View Universe was about. Right. And uh, seeing these characters that are in the central Jersey Shore area were all about. Right. Definitely put, put Jersey on a map. Mm. <laughs> so, any parts of Dante's character uh, factored into from your own? Well, yeah. I mean, um, I'm the type of guy who... Uh, will be kind of a people pleaser kind of guy. I'm not. A, I'm not a guy to rock a boat just for my own narcissism or my own kind of ego. Um, so I'll try to. I'll, I work well with others, so to speak. Um, I mean, but in real life, I'm actually more of a sarcastic bastard like Randall. So you know, I was always kind of jealous of Jeff with some really great, just great one-liners and and great theories that that character Randall has. And um, and I get it. You know. Dante and Randall are pretty much good, good Kevin, bad Kevin kind yeah. of aspects as a clerk, and you know, and Randall's based on his really good friend Brian Johnson from Comic Book Man, yes. who I worked with on a film called Vulgar, and mm-hmm. um, he has that real life dark, twisted angle on life where anything will just be like, you know, you ever think about, and here we off on some crazy train. Talk about one-liners. I, the animated series, which loved, <laughs> loved yes. you guys really. I, it was only six episodes, but I found myself watching it over. It was definitely. It's uh, every once in a while I get a twinge in the in the back of, between my shoulder blades here from the knife that that Disney that ABC put it put in uh, as they bought the film only uh, bought the series only to bury it. Um, yes, it's something that uh, we loved doing, and um, we had Dave Mandel who was the showrunner for Veep and a whole bunch of really great uh, shows and. Seinfeld and yeah. SNL and stuff so his his history of comedy combined with Kevin's writing and a few other great writers that we brought on board uh, and bringing in Silver as the master artist for that um, was a really great combination to what I think was that ABC just didn't know what they had and this was like they were like number four out of three networks when it came to ratings during that time period. I feel like it was ahead of its time. It was way ahead of its time. Yeah. It's kind of like we how see stuff like, we see content like this now. Right. It was like the the critic. When the critic came out, yes. that was another one that was ahead of its time. That, but I mean, at least they got I think two or three seasons out of it. Yeah. We didn't even get like six six episodes I think out of it. There was an adult swim now. Yeah, I, I, you know, we, the, and, and that's also something that I've always, I constantly badger Kevin about. I mean, we couldn't do it the exact same style that we did it because Disney, it was Miramax Television, which is owned by Disney, um, owns the rights to that style of kind of artwork and stuff like that. Um, so if we were to do it, we'd have to bring a new, fresh concept of the art uh, and stuff like that. So, you know, I always joke that when we physically become too absolutely hideous to be seen in live screen, we still have our voices that, hey, we can do this. <laughs> Last question. You know, you talked, you mentioned Clerk Street, and it's on its way. And we've seen Dante and Randall go through some of the craziest adventures. <laughs> that almost could be true in real life for some people. <laughs> and, and also life learning lessons as well which I loved. I mean, you got your crazy, but you also had the moral, everything came full circle with the more, more the morality of it. What's your fans expect this time? Like, how are y'all going to top what y'all went in part two? You know what it is? For those who actually followed us from the beginning in 94, mm-hmm. who were around our age, who might even, you know, be in their 50s, <laughs> their early 50s kind of thing, 
it's the type of thing where you're gonna it's gonna hit you in the feels as they say this one's gonna really hit people in the in, in the emotional end of things yeah we're still gonna bring the funny we're still gonna bring the bodacious we're still gonna bring the absolute over-the-top kind of things you expect a clerk's movie to be but in the end Kevin has put together a really really heartfelt maturing of as these he, characters as he always do people actually look at his, his narratives mm. there is always some I mean I think people too, I think people focus too much on the what can I call it the shock value Right. of it but then there's that it's like watching The Walking Dead it's like it, it's not about the zombies it's about what's going on sociologically right. with there and I, that's the same thing I right. feel with his with his films and the character development within it absolutely the, especially the the, the the relationship that has developed over all these years between Dante and, and Randall especially and now Elias who will be joining us again mm -hmm. Trevor Furman who plays Elias <laughs> and some other characters that you'll see from the other films as well um, it's good to see the growth of these uh, of these characters, and I think it's a it's a good way for the fans to to see where they are and to see where they're going and to see where they came from. Right. So uh, it's it's a good it's a good circle being com completed here. Brian, thank you so much for being a part of this. And I got to tell you, when I, in the beginning when I mentioned uh, like how much this has been an influence to me and how much your character is a hero to me because. There was a part of me in you. I used to work in South Street. You know what okay. that is. Yep. When I was working at the art store in South Street in around that time, I had a, one of my coworkers tell me about this movie called Clerks. You gotta watch this movie, Clerks. You gotta watch this movie, Clerks. As a clerk myself, you know, working customer service and all that, I watched that film, and it was the very end of that that scene with you and Randall. And I'm sitting around, and he's you guys are arguing, having a fight, and everything. And the last thing that Randall said. If you're so, if you're complaining so much or if something doesn't matter, why are you still here? Right. It hit me like a lightning bolt, and from that point on, I worked other places. But I've always had this mindset of like, if I don't, if I'm not happy, why am I here? I think I went full circle being here with you today. There you go. And I thank you, and I thank Kevin, and everybody oh, for it. <laughs> it's you're been welcome, a pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. This is a special interview with myself and Brian O'Hollery. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Avery Josiah saying, "Learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games." This is ACMG presents Talk Time Live. We are out here. Take care. This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality.